So a listener reached out to me the other day and asked if I had ever done a podcast episode on dieting or weight management. And I have not done an episode on dieting or weight management, but I thought that I would try to tackle this issue. But I'm going to tell you that today's episode is really just going to be like skimming the surface. There is so much more to dieting and weight loss and all of that. So there will be other episodes, but I, I need to really dig in myself to do the research and to figure out, you know, what my guides have to say about it. I will say this. I do believe that everything is a mindset. And so if you're feeling blocked, like you're having an issue with food or with anything, I definitely think there's something to be said about how you feel about food and what your relationship to food is. Because just like with money, when we have subconscious blocks to money we keep it from coming in in the same way if you have some kind of subconscious block in dieting it's going to be harder for you if you constantly see yourself as someone who's never going to be thin never going to be this never going to be that first of all you are in the wrong frame of mind you have to change your mindset before you're going to start seeing things happen and it can be hard to do especially if you've always had the same thought process when it comes to dieting and food and all of these things. So the first thing I would tell you is I would immediately start reframing your brain, and we'll talk about how to do that today, when it comes to your ideas of food and weight loss. One of the things that you need to tell yourself, first of all, is that your body knows how to process food and turn it into fuel. Because the breakdown in where we eat, what we eat, really comes into how our body processes everything. It's really all about that. And there are, this is such a complicated topic, but I'm here to tell you that food has changed in the past 100 years, like drastically changed. We didn't see people who were morbidly obese when, let's say, our grandparents' generation or even before that, you really didn't see that. And there's a reason for that. It's because, number one, the food we are eating has changed. With the invention of frozen foods and different things like that, the invention of processed foods came about. And the problem with processed food is, number one, there are so many chemicals in it And the body does not know how it should process those chemicals. So oftentimes when the body doesn't know, like, should I store this as fuel? Should I store this? What should I store this as? It just defaults to storing it as fat. So if you're eating a lot of frozen foods, and even if you're buying the foods that say these are diet dinners, you really need to be looking at what you're buying. Because anything that is processed especially if it's like a frozen dinner. If you look on the ingredients in the back, if you can't pronounce those ingredients, those are gonna end up in your body as fat because your body doesn't know how to store that. The problem with the processed food is that it needs extra salt and other kinds of preservatives to keep it frozen and to keep it lasting and fresh and not going bad. 
So even if you're buying vegetables and it seems like frozen vegetables would be great, you still need to look at the back because sometimes some companies use more salt and things to keep it fresh. So if you're looking at the back of your product, and I'm not saying every company always does that because I think there are some companies that have figured out how not to use that. I don't really know. I haven't done the research there. I'm just telling you that there are a lot of companies who will market things as diet food when they're not. When I was in college, I remember taking a marketing class and we were talking about frozen foods and how all of a sudden you saw this booming of this diet industry and you saw all of these frozen foods like healthy choice came about right and you saw these foods that were labeled as low fat everything just said low fat low fat or low calories whatever well it's not just the fat and the calories you need to be looking at first of all you need to know how much protein you need a day every person needs a different amount we don't have the same body types so we have to be taking in different kinds and of things and different amounts. So some of us need more protein than others, whatever. It depends on a lot of different things. But if you look on the back of those labels, you will see that there is a ton of salt in them. And that's not good for you. It's going to cause you to retain water, first of all. And we need water. Bodies need water in order to be able to process everything that we're taking in. So a big thing is that a lot of people are just uneducated about what kinds of food they should be eating. That's a big thing. And that's not your fault. We have been programmed by the advertising industry to believe that there are things that are good for us that really aren't. We think if we just eat a protein shake or drink a protein shake instead of having a meal, that'll be good. Well, again, you run into the problem of what protein shake are you drinking? Because some have different ingredients, so you have to read those. And I know that right now you're thinking, I'm overwhelmed and I hate this right now. I don't even want to attempt this because how do I know? I get it. I understand where you are. It's super frustrating to have to figure out what can I eat? What can I not eat? Which shakes have this? I get that. I really do. But my take on this is that it's better if you stick to using ingredients that are natural. So fruits and vegetables. And I'm sorry if there are some people who are like, I don't like fruits and vegetables. You know, there are ways that you can prepare things to make them taste better. And I'm not saying drown it in cheese, although I know that's how some people used to get their kids to eat broccoli. But, you know, you need to be eating foods that are not processed. I was actually just listening to a video today, and it's really funny the way the universe works because I got this request about this podcast, and then the universe sent me a video. Someone sent a video in my inbox like, hey, uh, these are the dieting tricks, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was just going to be doing a podcast about this. But this video had some really interesting information, and she's basically saying the same thing that I'm telling you, which is that processed foods are really a part of the big problem. What's interesting is that our country is really keeping us sick and fat and overweight and all of these things because the FDA approves things that really shouldn't be approved because they are making us sicker. What gets by in our country is amazing. 
In fact, my brother was just talking about this. We just got back from Europe and he has stomach issues and gets heartburn and things like that all the time. He said, I never once had a stomach problem when I was in Europe. And I said, that's not surprising. The reason is their FDA, like the equivalent, whatever, is a lot stricter. They're not allowed to have the amount of processed foods that we have. They don't allow those things because they know it's not healthy. But our government defers to companies who pay them and pay lobbyists to pay our politicians to say this is healthy, when in fact it's not. And the problem is that, and this is what she was talking about, when you eat refined sugar and food that is processed, so you take, let's say you take... um, take a nut, I think that was the example she gave it, and you grind it down into like a powder, you're refining it. When you do that, what that does is it increases the level of insulin in your body. And what that then does is decreases, I think it decreases, the amount of leptin in your body. And leptin is what causes you to feel full. So people who feel like they eat and they're just not full and they have to keep eating, it's because whatever it is you're eating is the wrong thing and it's causing the amount of insulin in your body to spike, which causes a reaction almost like taking a drug. And so then your body feels like you have to have this drug in order to feel good again. So when you're not eating this food that causes the spike in insulin, you get tired and feel cranky. So you feel like you need to eat something to, again, lift up your mood, elevate your mood. Or simply, you don't feel full, so you feel like you need to eat again. So you keep eating more of the same, the stuff that's refined. And it momentarily brings you back to that level of, like, I feel good again, until it doesn't. You know that whole you eat a candy bar and you feel good for a little bit and then you crash because of the sugar spike and all of that. It's the same thing when you eat the processed food. Your body feels this rush because you're eating this refined food that's basically, your body treats it like if you ate a lot of sugar, it spikes your insulin And then you no longer, you know, you don't have any energy after you've eaten this kind of food. You know, it's like coming down off of a drug. And your brain actually does receive this food in the same way that it would receive drugs, which is very interesting. And I'm loosely, loosely paraphrasing what this doctor said. And it was an actual doctor who did a study on this. But I thought it was really interesting. But what that tells me is that it's the foods, it's the kind of foods that we're putting in our body. And honestly, you can work out until you're blue in the face. But working out is only 20% of it. 80% of it is what you're putting in your body. And I know nobody wants to hear that because cheesecake is oh so delicious. But I would say to you, but the rule I have for myself is I don't deny myself things. I just eat smaller portions. But you have to first get your body back to a normal level. So you can't just, just do smaller portions at first because you're, it's, remember, you're, it's like a drug. You know, your brain's like, oh, I need more of that. So you're going to want to eat more of it. So you can only start doing that once you 
balanced yourself and you get to a level where you know you're not going to want to just constantly eat a whole cheesecake, you can have a small sliver and you're okay with that. And that comes from balancing those chemicals in your body. And that comes from eating right. And that means that you're going to have to stop eating a lot of the processed junk. And the bad thing is that in our society, the processed junk is a lot cheaper than the healthy stuff. It's crazy. And I even read a study, I read an article one time, and I don't remember where I read it, so um, I you know, can't give anyone credit, but I read an article that our government actually pays farmers not to produce as much produce so that they can keep the price where it is. So it's like a fixed price. So our produce is actually more expensive than it is to go and buy the frozen version. Just go and look at Walmart and pull up frozen broccoli and then look at fresh broccoli. Frozen broccoli is like 89 cents a bag or a dollar something a bag, while the fresh broccoli is two something for the same amount. And so you can see if you're a family and you're trying to save money, that it's more budget conscious to buy the frozen stuff, but the frozen stuff just isn't as good for you. And again, if they've added a lot of salt to keep that fresh, then you're taking in a lot more that's not good for your body. You can have too much salt. So you need to start planning meals where you're eating more of the fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, proteins, right? And a lot of people think the key to losing weight is not eating, and that's not true either. You can actually gain weight when you don't eat because your body is actually storing fat because it thinks that you're not going to ever get to eat again. And so just like bears store fat for the winter, that's what your body's doing. If you're not eating regularly enough and you're not, you know, you think, well, I'm just going to fast and then I'm going to lose weight and that's not how it works because again then anytime you do eat your body's like "Ooh, we got to store this as fat and save it for later because she's probably not going to eat again for a while so that's bad too the the healthiest way at least this is what i was always told by a doctor is to try to eat smaller meals more frequently throughout the day and no that's not always easy but what you could do is have snacks around so I used to keep almonds, you know, like raw almonds on my desk and I would just grab a handful, you know, and just eat them in between classes periodically. If you don't get to the point that you're starving, you're not going to overeat, you know, I mean, you're going to feel full faster, but also it's helping your body to process all of this to burn the fuel And again, this is going to go a lot deeper, and I promise you that I will do more podcasts later on about this in more detail to help you, because I know that this is an issue for a lot of people, and I totally get it. I've always had an issue when it comes to food, Uh, and actually, I never did until I was around 14 years old, and I have a relative to thank for that. I will never forget this. Whenever I was, I was always skinny when I was little. Um, super skinny, and I never had an issue with weight. And when I turned 14, me and my body started getting curvy, right? That happens. 
But on top of that, I was wearing some jeans that were loose fitting, so they weren't the most flattering jeans ever. But it was Christmas Eve, I will never forget this. And I walked next door, we were having a Christmas Eve party at my mom's house. We walked next door to my great aunt's house and she was there with her um, husband, it was her second husband. Uh, my papa, her first husband had passed away you know, when I was eight. And so he was there and he said to me, he said, are you gaining weight? And I was a little like taken aback by the question. And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, do you have a scale at home? And just the way that he said it, and it was from that point on that I cared about my weight and I worried about what I put in my mouth. And I can tell you that I don't think that it would have been an issue for me had he never said that to me. And another thing that I'd like to pass along, something that I listened to the teachings of Abraham Hicks, one of the audience members asked the question about weight. What do you do when you're trying to lose weight? And the thing that Abraham said that stuck with me is, and I do think that this is part of it, it is mindset partly, but Abraham said, well, you know, you know how you know people who can eat anything they want and they never gain a pound? And she's like, you know, we hate those people. But honestly, those people don't have a negative emotion when it comes to food. They don't have an experience yet that has caused them to place a negative connotation on food. Like there's no, well, if I eat, it's going to go straight to my hips. And a lot of people will say that, and you'll hear people say that. So as hard as it might be, your first step is that you really have to start changing your attitude about food. We need to think of, I eat food because it nourishes my body and because it's what keeps me going and keeps me healthy and strong. Not, I eat food because it makes me feel better. So many of us have equated eating with making us feel better. Because again, when you eat the refined stuff, it's like taking a drug. And it does make you feel better for a short time. And then when that insulin level drops back down again, you crash and you feel like crap. So we have to stop equating food makes me feel better. We need to equate food with food as fuel for my body and my body knows exactly how to, how to burn that fuel. And that's what we need to start thinking of and that we're eating to nourish our bodies, not for any other reason. So it has to start with our mindset and you can do that. Google some or go to Pinterest. I love Pinterest for everything. Go to Pinterest and look up some weight loss mantras. You can start by starting doing the weight loss mantras. And again, things like my body processes food as fuel and my body is a perfectly well-oiled machine that knows exactly how to process the food I eat, things like that. And you will find better ones there. But start saying those mantras to yourself every day. That's step number one. Start by changing your attitude when it comes to food. The second thing is, well, that's number one. Number two is I think that a lot of people really do have deeply rooted issues with food. I know I did. And when it was that I finally just said, who cares? Like that uncle is dead now and I don't even give a crap what he thinks anymore. 
And I don't care what anyone else says either or thinks. You know, people who make a comment about your weight are assholes anyway. Pardon my French. I know I try not to cuss on here, but that's rude. That's rude. Unless they're saying something positive to you, like, well, it looks like you've worked so hard. That's awesome or something. But otherwise, why would you even say anything? Why would you tell someone it looks like they put on weight? That's just a jerk move. But if somebody said that to you, I totally see why that would be a deeply rooted issue for you. So the other thing is you may need to go in and do some emotional healing and forgive people who have said that to you. Some people are just clueless and they really have no idea why saying something like that to you would make you just want to curl up and die, right? I mean, some people are really that oblivious. So it's their issue, not yours. But I understand how it made you feel. But you need to let go of that and you need to forgive that, number one. So if you need to do the radical forgiveness, again, it's just radicalforgiveness.com. Go there, do one of the worksheets for the person you need to forgive. And it might even be yourself you need to forgive. You need to forgive yourself for being so hard on yourself and not being kind to yourself. But another thing that a lot of people do is they will say, I don't have time to eat healthy or I don't have time to work out. Because it's easier to go run through a drive-thru than it is to prepare your meals. And I get that. I totally do. I'm a busy person too. And I've had days where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get everything done that I want to get done. And I've even said that to my friend Jay before. And he's like, really? He's like, that's a limiting belief. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I've been called out on that too. So you have time to do things. You may have to plan a little better. You may have to organize your meal planning and you may have to plan things out for the week. I personally am lucky that we have a grocery pickup because then I can just plan my items for my menu as needed. And again, I'm not getting paid by Pinterest, but I love Pinterest because you can organize your boards, create a board, and you can look up healthy recipes and then you can plan your recipes for the whole week. There are some really great recipes on Pinterest. And you know, I don't know what kind of a diet you want to do. I don't like to call it diet because it has to be a way of life. If it's a diet and you only do it to lose weight and then go back to eating the same way, you're not going to keep it off. So it really has to be a whole lifestyle change. But if you find foods that you like and recipes that you like, it won't be that difficult because what you're really going to have to do is adjust through that first period, like the first couple of weeks where your body is going back into balance because you have to balance all of like your insulin, all of that. That really has to balance out. You're going to probably feel bad for the first week or so because you're not getting the things that used to make your insulin spike that used to make you feel like a temporary high. So you're going to feel that kind of crash for maybe a bit. But once your body is used to not having that, you're going to feel so much better. Then you're going to have so much energy. You're not even going to know what to do with it. You're going to feel a lot better. So one of the things that I would suggest is going on Pinterest. Again, read the ingredients because how do you know if something's healthy? Some things say they're healthy and they're not. 
I personally like the recipes for like the clean eating because it involves eating berries and nuts and, and things that really are found in nature, right? And when you eat beef, it's grass-fed. It's things that are actually healthy for you. It's a little pricier to eat that way because, again, and this it, this is what's wrong with our country, one of the reasons. It is more expensive to eat healthy. It is. A salad will cost you $5 and a cheeseburger will cost you $8. There's something really wrong with that. Really wrong. But that is another reason that we are remaining the way we are and being overweight and not healthy. It's because the government has made it too easy for us to be that way. By not regulating pricing on produce to make it more affordable, we're having to pay the price. But it's worth it because it's going to add years to your life. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you look better. It's going to increase your self-esteem, all of those things. And I think as far as exercise, you don't have to go crazy. Just start by going and exercising 20 minutes a few times a week. Start small. You can always add more, but you have to do what you can handle and what feels right to you. And, you know, some people will jump in both feet and be like, I'm going to do everything all at once. That's great, but you don't have to. You can start slowly by substituting things here and there. And I will tell you that a big thing is soda. Oh my gosh. Soda is just empty calories and so much sugar. And if even diet soda, I hate to burst your bubble, those of you who are diet soda drinkers, that's worse for you. Get rid of the soda and just replace it with water. And you can do flavored water. You can put um, different fruits and things in your water to flavor it. I've even done apple slices and cinnamon sticks and actually it was pretty good. My favorite though was strawberry and basil. It was really good and I liked mint too, mint and lemon. But you, if you're a person who's like, I don't like water, it doesn't have a taste. I get it. That's me too. I'm not a huge water fan. But if I put something in it to flavor it, it makes it so much better and I'm able to drink more of it. So drink water instead of soda. Make one switch, you know, make one switch at a time. You don't have to like change the world in a day, right? We can do one thing at a time. Start researching recipes and start replacing one meal a week with a healthy meal, you know? You can start small. You don't have to, like I said, totally jump in. When you do it smaller too, Sometimes to me that is easier because like, oh, I'm not totally and completely getting rid of everything all at once. I'm just going to start substituting. So if that's you and you feel like you can't do it all at once, then just start small. Start switching things a little at a time. Start taking healthier lunches to work. The most important thing to do is to really start getting into where you read your labels to figure out what it is you're putting into your body because you would probably be very surprised reading the sugar content. Sugar is a big one. And then also how processed it is, because again, your body doesn't know how to store that, so it just gets stored as fat. And not just going on crash diets where you just don't eat because you can retain weight that way too. So I will, in the future, do podcasts that deal more with like in-detail how can you figure out what's the best thing for you? Because I don't know this information yet. So I have to learn all of this so I can pass it along to you because this is something that I am concerned about myself. 
not because I think I'm overweight, but just because I just want to stay healthy. And I know that my body processes everything in the right way, but I still want to be able to have more energy throughout my day. So that's why I want to do this. And, you know, you really will feel so much better. And you may find that your numbers go down at the doctor, like your cholesterol and all of those kinds of things. And there are going to be a lot of positive results from that. The main thing is don't get discouraged and don't be hard on yourself. You know, it's not a test that, oh, if I fail today, I can never get back on and try again. No, every day is a new day. Just because you have a bad day, it doesn't mean you cannot start over. So don't think that because a lot of people do that. They'll be like, oh, well, I already blew my diet for today, so I might as well just eat what I want. Don't do that. Don't get into that thinking. Remember, you can do this. It doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy. And that's what I would tell myself. This is going to be easy. This is going to be easy. This is going to be fun. My body is going to love this. My body is going to be burning so many calories a day. And this is the other thing. I think people think that this has to be so hard, but my family and I, we ate a lot in Europe. We really did. But we walked too, and we walked every day. And when I came home, like, I had lost weight. And the reasoning was not because I just walked forever and, you know, exercise. It wasn't even that. It was we walked, we did walk. But again, the foods I was eating were different. They weren't processed. And I was exercising. So if you combine those things, the being able to eat more natural foods and getting a little bit of exercise, you're going to be amazed at what you see. And again, tell yourself, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard because it doesn't. We make it harder than it needs to be. And instead of feeling the euphoria that you feel from all of the sugar that spikes your insulin, you'll be feeling it because you just feel good, because you have energy, because you can get out and go and do things. Because your body is actually going to have more fuel. It's not going to have the fat sitting around being stored where you just, you know, most of your food intake wasn't used for fuel. So if you're feeling like you're one of those people who never feels full and that's the issue that you have, you need to get your insulin level down. And the way to do that is to stop eating the refined sugar and to stop eating the processed foods. And again, it might mean sitting down and meal prepping. You may need to meal prep, but there are a lot of great ideas on Pinterest for that too. Like making hard-boiled eggs. And you if you have an instant pot, oh my gosh, making hard-boiled eggs is so easy. So easy. You just put a little water in there, like a cup of water, and then your rack, and you put your eggs on there. And I believe it was, uh, I think it was only five minutes in the instant pot on high pressure. And then the shells come off so easy, like in whole pieces, not those little bitty, like it's super easy. And you can make them all, all of your eggs for the week. And then your lunchbox could include a hard-boiled egg. It could include some fresh berries. 
there are so many different ideas. And again, a lot of this I've seen on Pinterest. So create a board with lunch ideas for you. And then you can go and on Sunday night, maybe do your meal prepping, you know, get all the groceries you're going to need, then go and plan it out and plan out each lunch, you know, slice each egg and put it in each container and you'll have your lunches ready to go. And that way you won't be tempted to be like, I'm just going to run to Taco Bell or I'm just going to go to McDonald's. You know, it's like, no, you put all this work into making this lunch, you're going to eat this lunch and it's going to be delicious and you're going to feel better afterwards. So my biggest thing to you would be, my biggest piece of advice would be to go easy on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. This is a process like anything else. Start working on your mindset. You can do it. Visualize what you want your body to look like. You can do it. And visualize that every day. What do you want to look like? How do you want to feel? And you know what? You can ask your spiritual team to help you with this too. You really can. And just know that it is possible. It's not dieting though. It has to be a lifestyle change, like I said. Because a diet is something that is temporary. And when you go on a diet, you can't keep the results up. But if you change your behavior, the way you eat, what you do, that's where you're going to see results that last a lifetime. Really, they will if you keep that up. So I hope that this was helpful. And I am, again, like I said, I'm going to do more podcasts in the future about weight loss and dieting because I know it's an issue that a lot of people struggle with. And I know that the universe is divinely guiding me to do more episodes, but I want to do a whole lot more research before I do that. So I want to be able to help you as much as I can. I want to thank you for listening and for being with me. As always, if you like this podcast, please share it with others. Please subscribe. That helps others find me. And also, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, that would be so amazing. You can either leave a written review or just leave stars or where, from wherever you're listening. Thank you to those of you who already have. Don't forget to join me on my Facebook Lives. Every week I go live and do a reading. If you follow me on Facebook, you will be notified every time I go live. If you want to work with me, you can book online or you can just contact me. You can email me, text me, call me, message me on Facebook or Instagram. Any way you want to get a hold of me is fine. I look forward to hearing from you and working with you. I hope that you all have a fabulous day and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.